Well, tonight we're in for a treat. We have our very own itinerant evangelist at large, Brother Jared Marks. And um, I love this man. He has a, been a tremendous son-in-law. You know, there's always somebody out there in the back 40 that thinks, oh, he's just preaching because he's the son-in-law. No. Brother Aaron Mayo, who is my nephew, is constantly reminding me, saying, Pastor, I really hope that you're as hard on the young men in Cornerstone now as you were upon me and everybody else. When God begins to open the door for a man and God begins to anoint a man, we're just going to get out of the way and we are going to rejoice about what God is doing in their life. Brother Jared Marks, God's hand is on his life. He's preached here many times, starting to preach throughout the Northwest. We're excited about that. Would you put your hands together unto the Lord for the evangelist in Jesus' name? Somebody ought to praise the Lord in this place. quickly, 1 Kings chapter 17. feels good in here. I would concur with pastor. And you know what? I'm just thankful for what God's doing in my life, my family, and this church. I'm excited about the future and what God is doing. Amen. Give honor to our great pastor. I love him so much. Give him honor, his wife, and her absence tonight. Wouldn't be here tonight, and I know that's often said, but I, I truly mean it and feel that way. I would not be here tonight if it wasn't for our great pastor. Love my wife, little boy. They're, they're everything. They're my rock, and I'm, I'm just thankful I have them. Love you, honey. First Kings chapter 17, starting verse 15. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord which he spake by Elijah. She went and did according and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail. I want to preach with the help of the Holy Ghost. Felt this this morning as I was in this sanctuary praying. 
my all for his all. My all for his all. Why don't you set your Bible down and help me pray right now. Can we pray for the remaining of this service? I love you, Jesus. I'm so thankful for what we feel here tonight, God. Oh, I'm so thankful. You're faithful, never failing, God. I give you praise for what you've done in this service thus far, what you're going to do in the remaining of it. I pray, Lord, that we would leave differently than we have come. In the name of Jesus, and everybody said amen. Thank you for standing in honor of the word of God. You can be seated. My all for his all. Elijah, or excuse me, Elijah obeyed God here in this text, and he went to Zarephath to meet there a widow which would ultimately sustain him. The widow was gathering sticks when Elijah asked her to bring him some water. Elijah proceeded to ask her to bring him a morsel of bread. And she replied and said, I do not have a cake, but a handful of meal and a barrel and a little oil and a cruise. And I was gathering these two sticks that I may go in and dress it and that we may eat and die. Elijah said, fear not. Do what I ask and then make some for you and to your, and your son. When, when on that to say, he went on to say that that barrel we read in this text here would not fail until the Lord sends rain. He told her, I know what you're thinking. I'm asking you of all that you have remaining in your life. The last thread of that lifeline in which you obtain, I'm asking you to give it. And I'm asking you to have enough faith to believe that God will sustain you. And not just you and your son, but me as the prophet of God till he sends rain. We read here in verse 16, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. We find God has sustained the prophet. He had, he had kept him. He tells him to move on from there so that this widow woman here could provide a meal, but not only a one-time meal, but to sustain him until the day in which rain came. He finds this widow, obviously here, that she, she, she was at the wit's end of her life, preparing this last bit, preparing to make this last bit of meal for her and her son and to die. The audacity, if you could put yourself in her shoes tonight, that a man would ask her, go get me this water, and oh, by the way, I want you to make me a meal. While she was saying, or when she was, or excuse me, when he was saying these things, could you imagine in your mind what she was thinking? Are you crazy? Have you lost your li uh, mind? I, I, am, I am at my wit's end. I'm at the lowest of lows. I cannot even provide for my own son. I have no husband to provide for us. And you're asking all that I have to sustain us. You have lost your mind. 
but she did according to what he said. She was obedient to the, to the word in which God brought forth through the man of God. And God sustained her, sustained her son and the man of God until it rained again. It was her all for his all. The miraculous, it never weighed. It, it never ran out. It was always there sustaining you. If you've lived for God for any length of time, you understand that uh, seasons of sacrifice, the season in which God calls for us to step out of the norm, uh, norms of living for God, and he calls us for a season of sacrifice, whether it be financially. Uh, this church knows all too well about that, and you have been faithful to God, and we see the fruits of your giving and sacrificing. And we understand there, there are those seasons. And we understand through those seasons, uh, Brother Sessions, that he, he sustains us. I don't know how he does it. I can't explain it. I, I can't tell somebody how he does it. But every time I turn around, he's blessing me. And every time I turn around, he's provided where I need it. Can anybody testify to that here tonight? That he is a sustaining God in my life. I'm not here. It's not my subject to preach about sacrifice here tonight. But in that element of sacrifice is that giving of my all. In those times in which God presses upon you to write the check for that amount, it, it, it looks great. It, it looks uh, uh, enormous on that piece of paper. But in your spirit, you feel the hurt of it. It was a security in your life. It was a fallback in which your life, you could fall back in somewhere in a financial trial or uh, in tribulation, but God asked of, of it from you. And so you did because, uh, because you're obedient to the voice of God and you gave and he sustained you. I'm thankful for that season. I'm thankful that we know as a church what it's like to sacrifice. But that's not my subject here tonight. My subject is everyday living, day-to-day uh, -day living, day-to-day, uh, week, -day, week to week, month to month, and year to year. I'm going to give God my all. Why? Because he's given his all. And when I give my all, when I continually to sell out to the things of God and to the word of God, he continually to, uh, continues to give his all to me. Hallelujah. Can you testify to that here tonight? My all for his all. Elijah said to fear not, do what I ask, and then make some for you and your son. There, there is an element. Uh, we understand. I'm not going to go down this road very far, but I, I want us to understand and, and to remind you that uh, the year of 2020 ushered in a spirit of fear like the church has never seen. It, it is, it, at times, it crippled the church. It, at times, it crippled. It handicapped the people of God, the spirit of fear. But I come to tell you here tonight, you've, you've wondered where's the blessing. You've wondered where the sustaining power is. Well, I've come to tell you, it's when you give your all. God has been speaking to you. He's been 
dealing with those things in your heart, in your spirit, and in your mind, but your unwillingness to give it to him. He's been unwilling to open his hand and pour out a blessing upon you. I know it's fearful. I, I know it. Look, it's intimidating to realize there's security into it. There, there's an element of a, a safetyness in it, in it for me, but we ought to realize the God of Almighty, if he's willing to give his all, then I'm willing to give my all. I rebuke the spirit of fear off of the people of God. It has no place in our homes. It has no place in our marriages. It has no place in our... Come on, somebody help me pray. Help me preach about this tonight. The spirit of fear has no room in my life. When I'm intimidated, when I'm uh, scared to death to step out in faith and do what the word of God or the voice of God is telling me to do, then I'm hindering the, the ability for God to sustain me. There's men in here. I'm one of them. But I don't want to preach about myself. I want to preach about somebody else. There's men in here that have stepped out in faith. They've started businesses. They, they've done things that the unthinkable Brother Jose, could you uh, just raise your hand and testifying tonight that you stepped out in faith. You, 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 you not only stepped out in faith, you, you, you just said, God, I'm walking with you. God, you're, I'm in your hands, and this is greater than me. I, I, I just can imagine he praying these prayers. God, this is greater than me. This is so much bigger than me. Then today, I, I don't know all of this testimony. I just know little clips of it, but I know today not only has God sustained him and blessed his business, he's been able to buy other businesses, and he's been able to branch out over here and the branch over out over here. Why? Because he was willing to say, God, I'll give my all if you will give me your all. It's not in my notes here tonight, but I will preach it under the unction of the Holy Ghost that there are men sitting on these pews that God has spoke to you. He has dealt with you about starting businesses. About uh, He's dealt with you about furthering the kingdom of God. But you're, you're, you have been under a spirit of fear. There's been an attack on your mind to say, well, what about this and what about that? And what about these elements over here? Hey, I rebuke that spirit of fear. I would beg you to step Bow in faith. Give your all to him. And I promise you, he will give his all back. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not the will of God that men, I'm, I'm so far off my notes. It's not the will of God for men to sit in a church and just be takers of the church. Be part, they're just sitting here taking. Whatever God's got me, I'll take it. But no, he's give, called us to give. He's, God, he's called us to pour out on this. He's called us men to further the kingdom. The man. God speaks to the man of God. He speaks to him. He casts vision. I'm thankful for the vision the man of God cast in this congregation. Where there's no vision, the people perish. But it's not, a, it's not enough. I'm preaching to the men here tonight for a moment. It's not enough for us to hear the vision and believe it. It's not enough. I, I'm thankful 
for submitted men. I'm thankful for men that believe in the man of God and what God has spoken to him. But it's time as men that we bind together and we get behind the man of God and we hold his hands up, if I could say that, his arms here tonight and say, okay, I believe it, Pastor, but not only do I believe it, we're going to finance it. We're gonna, I, I know you're getting tight because I'm talking about money, but I'm talking about your all for his all. It's the will of God for you to start the business. It's the will of God. You could, you could change your, your family's world. Oh, I know you're a good employee. I know that because you're a child of God and you're on time and you do uh, quality work and you, you, you don't mess around when you're on the clock, but you're, you're, you're doing what you're supposed to do. Well, that's what we're supposed to do anyways, but I believe it, but it's the will of God for you to, you, you, to do everything that he's called you to do. Well, I would put my life savings, Brother Knutson, on the line. It's, it's the last little bit I've got. Step out in faith. Come on, somebody. I'm going to give my all. Oh, y'all want more Bible. I got you. Well, we got more Bible tonight. Your mir- Let me just say this. Your miracle, your healing, some of you salvation here tonight is based on your willingness to give your all. There's some of you here tonight that have sought for the Holy Ghost. You you got to the point where you have begged God to, to receive the Holy Ghost, which is not the will of God. It's a gift. You should never have to beg for it. It's He, he wants to give it to uh, for whosoever will. And so, but there are things in your heart that you have not repented of. Let me flip the roll. I'm going to preach the end of this message right now because I feel it in the Holy Ghost. But in repentance... He's requiring of our all, all of your unrighteousness, all of your sinful lifestyle. You can't hold on to a sliver of it. You can't say, I repent of my sins and still be dabbling with this sin over here. And you can't say, I repented of it. God's saying no, because we know, you've heard me say this, unrighteousness and righteousness cannot coexist. So he cannot fill you with the Holy Ghost because you're unwilling to repent truly. Maybe it's not your unwilling. Maybe you, Satan's convinced you that he can't forgive you of that sin. Well, let me tell you something. That's a lie. When he gave his all, he died for all of our sins. Do I got some ex? Sinners in this building that would help me testify that when I repented of my sins and God, I said, God, forgive me of all my unrighteousness, that he filled me with the Holy Ghost. Can you testify that, hey, he didn't give you a partial uh, uh, feeling of the Holy Ghost. He gave all of it. He, he filled you to the, uh, to the brim and some. That's the beautiful thing about living for God and living uh, and walking in the Holy Ghost. We, uh, daily, daily we can come to the throne of God and be filled again and be filled again and be filled again to where it's all of him. I don't know about you, but I want everything that God has for me and my household. We find... The book of Mark, chapter 6, starting in verse 37. He answered and said unto them, give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, shall we go and buy 200 penny worth of bread and give them to eat? He saith unto them, how many loaves have ye? 
Go see. And when they, and when they knew, they said five and two fishes. And he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked upon the, uh, looked upon the heaven and blessed. Somebody said blessed. And break the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before them. And two fishes divided he among them. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of fragments and of the fishes. And they did eat of the loaves where about 5,000 men. What am I preaching here? I'm preaching that uh, in the Gospels of the New Testament, that every one of them, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, gave an account of this miraculous uh, happenings. But I I just want to plug this in here. In In John's account, he said that it was a lad that had five loaves and two fishes. Now, I know in our Mind here in the year of 2023, we think of uh, five loaves with uh, five loaves of day's killer bread. And I don't know about you, I don't like that one that's got all that seed. I call it bird seed all up in it. I want the white bread, but that's not what it was like. Back then, in that era and time, it was more like probably like a biscuit, which I'm okay with too. I like biscuits. But it was, my point being, the quantity was not much, Brother Charles. It's all the little lad had, or the young man had, five loaves and two fishes. Now, Brother Clark, it probably wasn't two fishes like you tell me when you caught, you know. They go like this. I'm just playing. We all do that. Don't we, Brother Sergeant? I mean, he he was a monster. He was big. Nonetheless, there were two fishes. The quantity wasn't adding up. My brother Reed and I, I got to help him cook at summit dinner, one of the ministers' dinner. And we cooked. I think we cooked like four hours straight. And I don't know how many. There was probably a couple hundred in there, somewhere around there, maybe a little more. But there was a lot of food we cooked. Now, Jesus... He said, uh, give me all that he has. See, some of y'all are sitting there. Y'all were wondering when I was going to slow down, so here's a little pause. So I'm slowing down. So let me talk to you. Some of y'all are saying, well, what I have is not very much. I don't have much to offer. Hey, when they were asking, when they're uh, Sunday school, when they're asking for Sunday school teachers and help in Sunday school, some of y'all thought, man, I ain't got nothing to offer, even in Sunday school. Really? Is that giving your all? See, we're guilty, and we're all guilty. I'm preaching to myself about dabbling and about, oh, yeah, I'm living for God, and I'm faithful. I'm living an overcoming life. But in every aspect, in every area and avenue of my life, am I giving my all to it? Because we're limiting ourselves to say, well, I ain't got much to offer. Let me, let's just settle this. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Well, you're, you, you, you would say, well, I, I, don't, I don't have a last name like you do. Well, let me, let's just settle this debate. Can we settle this debate? Yeah. You're right. My last name's got me somewhere. It's got me nowhere. Nowhere. My daddy wasn't a preacher. 
I know, I know you're saying, well, you got that older brother. Yeah, he's nine years older than me, and he's a powerful man of God. He's a prophet. I respect, I respect him far more than a, than a brother. But let me tell you something. Homie ain't picking the phone up for me. Here I am preaching by myself. But let's just settle this. Last name ain't getting you nowhere. Somewhere in this hard, oaky head of mine, it took God pulling me out of that. They're recording this. That place called Oklahoma. <laughs> hey, I've been here. It'll be 10 years next month. So I, that's right. I'm proud of it too. I don't care. I'm going to get myself in trouble. I better move on. But he called me out of that place. And he said, you know what? I've got a plan for you. I've got a purpose for you. But you're not going to make it. You're not going to see the end goal if you don't begin to give your all. That's not saying I've been perfect because God knows I haven't been perfect. God knows it. But somewhere along the way, I've learned. God has got it through my head, I think. Sometimes I wonder. But he's, he, you, you've got to be willing to give everything. You're all. You've, what I'm trying to say is that you've got to sell out to this. The lad had five loaves and two fishes. If he would have believed the lie that there's no way I can make an impact. You know how great his impact was? I already told you that all these gospels in the New Testament gave an account on it. It didn't give them their name. His name is not in there. But he was a lad and he was willing to give his all. And when he was willing to give his all, God said, I'll take that and I'll fi feed 5,000 right here. Hey, if one man can impact 5,000 people, what can you and I do together when we get together and say, I'm going to give my all. Everything that's within me, I'm going to give my all. Come on, let's respond to that. Hey, let's put all these big eyes and little U's down. Let's put all these egos away. And let's say, let's get in the yoke together, Brother Keith And let's do something for the kingdom of God. Let's give everything that we got. And see what God does. This breakthrough that we feel, this spirit of breakthrough that pastor spoke of, it's, it's, it's been the balance of us being willing to give our all. Every aspect of my life. Not just in your prayer. I'm, I'm thankful that you're faithful in prayer. And I'm thankful that you're faithful in devotion in the word of God. I'm thankful for that. But are, uh, there's some avenues that God's been speaking to you about. He's thankful for those things that you are faithful for. But he's saying, what about everything? How much further along could we be as individuals and collectively as a congregation if we would stop uh, kicking against the will of God and kicking about against the word of God and saying, I'll just give my all. I surrender to you, God. Whatever it is, I'll give it. Some of you, let me, let me help Brother Jordan Gazande out, and he don't need no help, but let me help him. Some of you have, you, 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 you've rejected God's calling to use you in the choir and singing and being a leader in worship. It's not just a, it's not just a cool group that we get together or they get together and sing, but it's, they're leading us in worship. This front line here tonight, they were leading us in worship, but you've been unwilling to say, God, if that's what you want me to do, then I'll give my all. And you're you one with God.
Hey, I want us to look at verse 41. And he, when he had taken the five fish, or five loaves, excuse me, and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed. Somebody say blessed. Now let's get down to where the rubber meets the road in this text. I really felt this in the Holy Ghost this afternoon. Is that every one of us, we're blessed people. And I'll tell you why we're blessed. Because we are, we come, if we call this our home church, we're here. And there's things that happen in the supernatural. Regardless if we had anything to do with it or not. We get to take from it. And we get a, a, a residue, a blessing, if I could say it that way. A crumb, a blessing, because we're a part of it. But let me tell you something. Brother Louie, that blessing won't sustain you. Some of you are wondering why. Uh, this isn't the Holy Ghost. This is someone you're wondering why from service from Sunday to Tuesday, I just, Pastor, I don't know. It's just so hard. I don't, I don't know. I just can't. It's because you're only living off the blessing of Sunday. You can't wait to get to Tuesday because whatever happens in the Holy Ghost that moves in on Tuesday service, I'll get a little blessing and I'll, I'll, I'll get myself prayed through a little bit. But, hey, Tuesday to Sunday or, or Wednesday, we should be coming to all church prayer and receiving what God has for us there. So I'll say Wednesday from Sunday, that's a long time. And some of us, I'll go ahead and step further, isolate ourselves so badly that from Wednesday to Friday or Sunday, we're, we're struggling. We're like, we're, we're at the, the, the doorstep of giving up and throwing in the towel. And we're having to call our, our, our care pastor and say, pray with me, help me. And you're, you're texting pastor in the middle of the night. I don't know if I can do this any longer. And I don't know if I can stay in this marriage any longer. Why? Because you're living off a service-to-service blessing instead of realizing it. If I'll just sell out, and if I'll just give my all, he will give me all of what he has for me, and it will sustain me from day to day. You wonder, you're looking at your brother across the congregation and see what he's driving uh, this year. Wow, man, business must be really good. Or, man, the boss really gave him a bonus. No, he's just giving his all for the Kazande. He's just sold out to the kingdom of God. He's just sold out to whatever God would ask of him. My all for his all. There is another level of blessing in your life that can be unlocked when you begin to give of yourself everything. Oh, God, you ask that of me? Okay, I'll give it all. Oh, you want that? Okay, I'll give that to you. To everything. I'm, I'm an open book, God. Whatever you ask of me, I'll, I'll do it. All of my finances, I'll move on quickly. Oh, God's tithing. Uh-oh. You're offering I'm just going to pause there. I ain't the pastor. I ain't going to pretend I'm the pastor. But some of y'all struggling. Some of y'all wondering why it's just, it's just rice and beans and beans and rice. And it ain't because you're doing Dave Ramsey, Brother Knutson. It's just because you, you ain't paying your tithes. Let's just keep it real. You're looking at him like, if I pay my tithes, I can't pay the bills. But when you got to be looking at it, it's like, I'm going to pay the tithes and I'm going to let God take care of the bills. 
Hey, the cool thing about it is God, God don't work on the same math as we do. And let, let me just help somebody with this, too. You can't look at it as like, okay, that's 10% out of my, my, what I made here. So if I give this to 10% and then I give a temple offering over here and I, I give an offering here. So with that all added up, yeah, then God somewhere, like he probably, you can't put a percentage on what God's going to give back to you. You're mess, yeah, you're, your thinking's messed up if you, you approach the things of God and you're giving that way. I'm going to give him my tithe because if I don't, I'm a thief and I'm robbing God. And the beautiful thing is, he's not requiring all of it. Hey, thank God we're not under the Old Testament covenant. And on the Day of Atonement, we got to give this a uh, whole sacrifice. You couldn't just give a ham off the, uh, that cow. You had to give the whole thing. Thank God we're not under that, but he's requiring a, a tenth of it. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give all of that. Well, I'll give five. No, stop trying to break it down in your mind. I'll give 5% over here, and then the next check I'll give 15%. No, 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 no. You'll never get caught up. Let's go ahead and just give it all. It's God's. I'm going to give it to him, and he'll take care of the rest. I'm going to give all of my talents and of my abilities. It's not biblical, and I'm not going to preach it. But I think somewhere in there, maybe God is requiring a little bit of that, that talent and the ability in our life. We give it, we, you give your best for your employer. You, you, you're, you're top of the, well, I was going to say class, but we, uh, we'll just say top of the class in your, on your job and out of your group of guys. But when something needs to be done at the church, it's like, well, man, you know, I worked all weekend. I'm a, it's real quiet in here because it's the truth. Hey, this, this is everybody's church. This is the house of God. But we're, this is not just our church. This is our children's church. And this is our, our grandbaby's church. And the future of it and the functionality of this church depends on us. Well, I gave an offering. Can't they go pay somebody to go, hey, you have the ability to do it or not. Why don't we just give our all to it? I know it's quiet. It's tight. But it's right. I, everything I have, I want to give it to God. It was a man, I wish I could. I believe his name, I know his name was Daryl, but I, I believe his last name was Smith. And Pastor, Brother Daryl, he was very handicapped. He was a high functioning autistic man. And when I was a kid and a teenager, I remember them talking about Brother Daryl. He was so faithful, Brother Gazande. He went to, he attended Brother um, Gary Howard's church in Tulsa. He was so faithful. His mother, he was an adult, but his mother would drop him off, and he'd run a vacuum cleaner. And he'd go around and pick up trash in the pews. It's convicting. He was willing. He couldn't do much, but he was willing to give his all. Hey, they ain't nobody limited. I know it's a real thing. And you could say this is awkward, but I'm not being awkward. But autism, I know it's a real thing. But they can still be used in the kingdom. Hey, there's, there, I'm not going to start calling names, but there's people in this building, in this sanctuary tonight that are a blessing to this church. Okay? Hey, 
if I'm well in my body, if I'm able, if there's something, I better be willing to give my all. I better be able to do everything in my power. If I can be there, I'll be there. I'll help. I'll do whatever I can. Why? Because it's, it's the kingdom. I want to give everything, not just on Sundays. I'm thankful for those that are our department heads and people that serve in this church. I'm thankful for that. We need you to function as a congregation. But I wonder what would happen even on off days and when nobody was looking. We had that same spirit in us to say, I just want to give my all. This is what I can do. This is what I want to do. This is what needs to be done. God, I'll give my all for your all. You know that song? We, we probably hadn't sang it here, but I know some of y'all older saints and some of y'all probably my age know it. I'm just warming up. Do you know Listen to this convicting testimony. That man that wrote that song, Brother Kyle, he, he came out with a severe disease. And it began to, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but it enabled him to physically move and worship to the point to where all he could move is really his hand. Brother Jordan, and he would tell him, Give me a bell. And so he would come into the sanctuary and praise and worship was going. All he could do was ring the bell. But Brother Sergeant, he got to the point to where he couldn't even do that. The disease took over that ability. But he could still move his tongue. Hear me. He could move his tongue. And they gave him some kind of a flashlight, a small flashlight. And he would put it in his mouth, Pastor. And he would shine it on the ceiling of the sanctuary. What was he doing? He was giving his all. All of me. Till the day he died, they said he did that. And he wrote the song, I'm just warming up. What a day that'll be over on glory, on the glory side, to see that man. If he was willing to do that, that's all he could do. What is he going to do when we get to when he get to heaven? I'm talking about all. I rebuke the spirit of laziness out of our spirituality. I, I bind it in the name of Jesus tonight. It's time. We're in end time revival. It's time that we begin to give all of ourselves. Oh, God. I'm closer to being done than you realize. I wonder if we could respond for a moment. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 I really struggled. God showed me this scripture and in, uh, in, in study and preparation, and I wrote it down and I put it in my notes. But I really just struggled, struggled with it, and I don't, I don't know if I even told the media. But I really feel God pulling on me right now, and I have to be obedient. 
the book of Revelation chapter 3. God, I said a moment ago, we're in end time revival. Bishop is correct. If you weren't in that prayer room, you missed out tonight. But there is a supernatural movement that is happening. And we're fixing to see, we're fixing to see things happen, church, that we, we can't even fathom. But we're not, we're, we're, we're going to see it go right by us if we don't wake up and realize I'm not giving my all. I'm not really truly, I'm here, I'm faithful, I'm faithful in my giving. I, I, I've, got, I've got some staples I've got, it, I've got it down, but there's still a vein. And it's between you and God, whatever it is that you're, you're holding it back, you're restricting. But let me tell you something. Before I read this last text and we close, what you're doing is you're restricting. When you're not willing to give your all, you're restricting God of him being able to give his all. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, Write these things, saith Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I, I know thy works. Don't fool yourself. God knows where each and every one of us are at tonight. That thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest I am rich and am increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white with raiment that thou might be as clothed and in the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with every eye slave that thou shalt mayest see. I, as many, excuse me, as I love, I rebuke and chasteneth. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Come on. The spirit of conviction is in this sanctuary. And it's talking to each and every one of us. I'm preaching to myself here tonight. We can no longer operate with a lukewarm attitude or mindset or spirit. But we have to give a spirit of all. All. God God would rather, he, he, he doesn't want us to be lukewarm. He, he tells us here, neither cold or not hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Come on. But the truth of the matter is, as I close here tonight, we are comfortable that's the 21st century people. We are blessed people. I've got more notes, but I just feel in the Holy Ghost to stop. We are blessed beyond measure. The church is no longer on the other side of the tracks. We're out front. The prophet prophesied over this church, Brother Morgan, years ago and said God would set this church out front. How much more front could we be? We're blessed. Our bank accounts look great. We're driving nice cars. We're comfortable. 
But have we allowed all those comfortabilities and those pleasures of life to hinder our faith of the supernatural? Has it limited us in our faith of believing that God can do the impossible? The old timers, those that could testify here tonight of God's blessing and his sustaining power is because all they had was God. We have multiple credit cards in our wallets and we use the excuse, well, because we're gaining points here and there. And really, truly, it's just a, it's a, it's a roadblock for the supernatural to happen in our life. We have credit cards to can't bail us out. We, we'll take out loans with a uh, just outrageous uh, number of uh, 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 interest on them just so we can get bailed out. Do we give God a chance? Do we allow God to be everything that he is? No. Why? Because we're not giving our all. Brother Charles, it's not poor me. But Brother Charles, I got a truck sitting in the parking line. And I think it's running off about seven or six cylinders right now. That truck has seen the end of its life. But you bet your bottom dollar I'm not going to go out and buy one of these $80,000 trucks. I'm not going to put my, I'm not bragging here. I prayed. I laughed about it. I told my wife the other day I was sitting in the sanctuary praying. And I sincerely, the truck was sitting in the parking lot. And I prayed, God, I know you can. Please touch that truck. I don't want to go into debt. I don't have to deal with this. Please touch it. And I left and the check engine light came on. That's not going to stop me, Sister Nyla. I'm going to pray again. Brother Brother Logan can testify. He touched his car. He flew into the airport late one night. Probably didn't want to bother anybody to come give him a jump. His car wouldn't start. I'll testify for you, Brother Logan. You know what he did? He laid hands on a car and prayed. Got in a car and it started. You know why? He said, you know what? I'm going to activate all my faith right now. And I'm going to go ahead and let the God that can do all things go ahead and do it in my life. I wonder if we can stand across this building right now. Whatever it is in your life, you know what it is specifically in your life. I wonder if tonight we could just say, you know what? It's more work. <laughs> sessions, isn't it more work to just fight against God and have an unwilling spirit? Elder Clark, it's so much more work to say, you're fighting with the all-knowing God. You're arguing with him. I don't know if that's all necessary. And God's saying, Okay. Instead of us being at a place in an altar, in a place of surrender and say, God, I'll give my all. I wonder if we could raise our hands across this building right now. Well, Jordan, could you come to the keyboard? Can we pray? I want everything that God's got for me. Oh, you've got it in your mind. It's an impossibility. That's not even that's not even the vocabulary of God. Impossible. It's a human word. Come on, can we pray? Come on, let's pray. Come on. I know it's a Tuesday night. 
But I think God's prepared. He, he's prepared the body for this supernatural breakthrough and outpour of his spirit. Now, there's one more little thing. I think in, a, in the supernatural, God's telling us, man, we've made strides. We've, we've, we've come a long ways as a congregation. But I wonder, I just wonder what would happen if we give our all. Can we come to this altar? I open the front of this building. I don't, as a matter of fact, let's just come and raise our hands. I don't want us to bury our faces here tonight. I want us to raise our hands because I, I just want us, to, I, I want us to repent. Whatever it is, say, God, I'm sorry for not giving it my all. But when you get done repenting, get a made up mind and say, I'm going to leave here and I'm going to give my all. I'm going to sell out. Come on. I wonder if we could raise our voices here tonight. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Everything, everything, everything. Come on, lift your voice right now. Help me in the name of Jesus. Come on, yeah. Come on, my all, my all. 